ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the MG Fitness Podcast. My name is Melissa, I am your host, and I am very happy to have you here today. So, today's topic of conversation is the menstrual cycle, specifically how the menstrual cycle may or may not affect your fitness and your fat loss endeavours. But before I get on to that, I've just got to say, I've used a new shampoo and conditioner this morning and my hair feels wonderful and swishy. You know, I think that's what true adulthood is. <laughs> Just getting excited over the little things. And honestly, I feel wonderful. Nothing better than fresh, swishy hair. Am I right? I'm right. Anyway, on with today's topic. As some of you may know, I work with women exclusively and a lot of those women have menstrual cycles. Now, I want to first start this off by saying that I am not a menstrual cycle expert. <laughs> I am not a doctor. I'm in no way someone who knows the ins and outs of everything to do with the menstrual cycle. However, I have put a lot of time and effort into learning as much as I can from very credible sources, but it was covered quite extensively during my nutrition coaching course with EIQ Nutrition, and since then I have been looking to the professionals to get as much brilliant information I can in order to support my clients, because it can be something that has a massive effect on some women but not so much on others so I want to make sure that all of the bases are covered. So let's start with the menstrual cycle itself. Now I'm going to keep it very basic because that's all you really need to know about. There's no point getting complicated and sciencey with it because that's not what we're here for. So typically, and again I'm going to be talking in averages, typically etc because again everybody's different and you're going to get sick of hearing me say that but it's so important but say you have a what is considered normal say this in air quotes menstrual cycle so you have day one which is the first day of your period and then up to day 13 14 that is your follicular phase so imagine that the cycle is in two halves if you will and then that after that point is typically when ovulation occurs and then afterwards you have your luteal phase. So think about it in two phases. So that would be day 14 up to day 28 if you have a typical 28 day cycle. That's all you really need to know, okay? But what we tend to track is the first half of it. So when we have our periods, which is fantastic and it's great to have that knowledge, especially now there's so many wonderful apps out there and, you know, even just keeping track of it in your calendar on your phone or having the resources to track things a little bit more specifically. All of the tools are out there and I always encourage a lot of my clients who have menstrual cycles to track their whole cycle as well as they can and utilize these things because it can be really useful and I'll get on to why in a minute. But we tend to focus on the period and tracking that and knowing when it is and then afterwards it's just waiting until the next one comes around and then perhaps just tracking that. 
However, we must not ignore the rest of the cycle because there are telltale patterns and things that may or may not happen for you, which could be things that you can use to help yourself when it comes to fitness and fat loss. So I really encourage you to get to know your entire cycle. Now, I'm not saying that this is yet another thing that you have to keep track of or you have to do it religiously, but even doing it for sort of two to three months just to see if there are any recurring patterns can be super useful. Very recently, one of my lovely clients has uh, just finished sort of tracking her cycle very closely for the last four months and she's noticed some really interesting patterns which she wouldn't have before. And we've now looked at them and been able to utilize the information and she's getting a lot more out of her workouts because of this. But before that, she was just sort of tracking when her period was and when it wasn't. Instead, now she gets to know, she now knows her whole cycle as opposed to just the period. So getting to know your cycle, just even for two to three months can be really helpful. You might see some patterns in differences in appetite, differences in energy levels, how much sleep you get, how you're feeling, very importantly, you might not. <laughs> so if that is you, that is absolutely fine. You might not see any patterns at all. You might just be living your life and it might not be something that has a huge effect on you. But unless you try, you don't know. Now, what I have noticed on social media of late, so I'd say in the last four to six months, is this surge of lots of and I'm sure they're intending to be helpful, but posts that are quite specific advice about training during your menstrual cycle, like wherever you are in that cycle. Now, whilst that's all well and good, some of this is quite prescriptive and doesn't take into account the fact that we are all quite vastly different. So some social media posts and things would have you believe that and this is quite a common one that God, during your period you're going to be so much less stronger you're going to have no energy you're going to feel like rubbish and um, your workouts are going to be crap sorry mum um <laughs> you're going to be hungrier it's all going to be rubbish now we're all smart women of the world but taking in that kind of information might then get you thinking oh yeah, actually, my period does feel a bit like that when I'm training, but you're almost telling yourself that and reinforcing this idea that it's going to be rubbish when actually you might be fine training on your periods. You might be absolutely fine. In fact, you might even feel stronger on your period, which is fantastic. The problem with these really prescriptive, specific posts and ideas and things like that is that they don't necessarily take into account just how individual we all are. I have clients who are at their absolute strongest during the first few days of their cycle. And I do have clients who are on the other end of the spectrum and they are really struggling during those first few days. And that is fine. <laughs> and that is why I encourage everybody to get to know their own cycles and take these 
social media posts and things with a huge, huge pinch of salt. Because, yes, while there is studies and research and things out there to suggest certain data around different times of your period and your hormone levels and the real sciencey stuff, that does not mean it applies to everybody. So if you do see that information, by all means, it might apply to your menstrual cycle and it might apply to you, you know, to the letter. But I would still encourage you to get to know your own cycle and your own patterns and symptoms. This brings me very nicely onto what can be affected by your menstrual cycle and what patterns you might notice. So let's take energy levels and levels of strength, for example. So let's say that in the first half of your cycle, so in the follicular phase, when you're sort of day one, two, five, you're on your period, you might feel that you don't quite have as much energy. You might feel that you are struggling in terms of strength. And the best thing to do at that time isn't to berate yourself or beat yourself up or think, God, I'm just being lazy or, oh, I just don't have the energy for this and it feels rubbish and I'm not strong, and which are very valid feelings and they are very real feelings. But instead of doing that, if you know that typically for you in a cycle, then these few days are really tough, knowing that information can A, take that pressure and take that guilt off your shoulders, you're not lazy, <laughs> you're just going through a very hormonally up and down time and your body is going through things, cut yourself some slack and when it comes to training, take the weight down a little bit, remove some of the intensity, it's not going to make a huge, huge difference, it's going to make you feel better and it's going to empower you to say, right, okay, yes, I do actually notice that in days one to five, I feel a bit more lethargic, my workouts feel hard, so what I'll do is I'll just adjust the intensity of it, still get them done, know that it will make me feel better. And just having that information can be so empowering and so important. Same thing when it comes to appetite. So you may, you may again, <laughs> you might, you might not, notice differences in your appetite across your cycle. Now, it might be that in your luteal phase, so post-ovulation, coming up to the start of your next cycle, so say, I don't know, the week before your period, it might be that you are ravenous <laughs> and you are so hungry, where the week before you were absolutely fine eating very similar foods now, this is especially important for those of you with a fat loss mission. If you notice there is a pattern, you do track over the next two to three months, and you think, actually, yeah, I tend to feel hungrier the week before, then making sure that you have foods that really satisfy you, making sure that you have foods that are filling that week is going to be even more important because that means that you're more likely to stick to your deficit or even you could say right instead of trying to be in a deficit this week I'm just going to maintain I'm just going to up my calories ever so slightly because it's going to make me feel better I'm going to 
feel more satisfied and know that if you do that for a few days or a week, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to stop you making long-term progress. You will be absolutely fine. Now, I'm not saying it's a free-for-all that week, <laughs> but just again, having the information and choosing to up your calories or choosing to eat a little bit more or choosing to instead of having your fruit snacks choosing to have I don't know the chocolate that you want or something like that in a mindful way can actually be much more useful than arriving at that week every month feeling ravenous potentially overeating and then feeling guilty about it and piling on the guilt and thinking you're a failure and thinking that you can't control yourself when in fact there is a very, very valid reason for that increase in hunger. And just knowing it and choosing to take control of that can be super helpful. I'm just using those as an example, by the way. You might be the complete opposite. You might be absolutely ravenous at the start of your cycle or somewhere in the middle. You might notice a decrease in your appetite around your period, etc. Until you get to know it, you can't use the information. And then the last thing is just general wellness and energy levels and emotion. Now, here's a little story time for you. <laughs> About a year ago, over a year, over a year ago now, before I properly started tracking my entire cycle, I was training, it was the end, right at the end of my cycle, so right at the end of my luteal phase, two, three days before my period, and I'd had a good few weeks of training, I was really looking forward to doing some heavy deadlifts, it was in the programme, I was feeling good, and I warmed up, did my warm-up sets, went to pull these deadlifts, and couldn't do it. And within 20 seconds, I was crying. And I mean, I was fully emotional because I couldn't do this deadlift. Now, I look back now and I think, oh, Melissa, why are we crying over our deadlifts? <laughs> but it was because I was in such an emotional state and my hormones were in a place where it made me feel more emotional and I just hadn't taken any notice of that. I just thought I was having a bad day. I thought I wasn't actually as strong as I thought I was. I didn't want to do the rest of my workout. I threw a bit of a tantrum. And I, afterwards, I felt stupid. And I thought it was really irrational, but I was still genuinely upset that I couldn't do these deadlifts because I'd worked myself up to it. But had I have actually been paying attention to my feelings and my cycle, etc. I'd have known that typically a few days before my period, I do start to feel very deeply emotional about things. And had it have been a week later and I'd have done it, I'd have been absolutely fine. But because I didn't have that information for a good couple of days, I felt like rubbish, <laughs> to put it lightly. I felt like a failure. I felt like I didn't want to do the program anymore. I remember on the day actually, because my partner was there saying, deadlifts are stupid, I don't even want to do them anymore. This is ridiculous. I've been working so hard and now I can't even do them. <laughs> yes, he's an incredibly patient man. But 
had I have known, actually, you know, this isn't what I'm normally like, I'd have probably just waited a week to do those heavy deadlifts and been absolutely fine. So that's my personal story. But just knowing times when I'm feeling a bit more emotional and a little bit more tired as well, and just cutting myself some slack would have gone a long, long way. And especially because the week after, I barely trained. <laughs> and I actually missed out on a week of training just because I was in a massive dump. Now that might sound extreme, but I know there are going to be some people on the other end of this going, mm-hmm, yeah, I felt that. I felt that rage. <laughs> or I felt that emotional. So it is just about getting to know your cycle and what happens with you, your energy levels, what happens with your appetite, what happens with your strength, even what happens with your sleep. I know that some women really have their sleep affected during different points in their cycle as well. And again, just knowing that and going, actually, yeah, I can see a pattern emerging. Typically, I don't really get as much sleep in the middle of my cycle for whatever reason for a few days. And that's when you know, right, well, I'd love to go and train tomorrow at 6am like I usually do, but actually it would probably be better for me just to have an extra half an hour in bed and have a slightly shorter workout. Because again, unless you're training for a specific event or something that requires a very strict tr training program that you have to adhere to, come rain or shine, then there's nothing wrong with making these adjustments for yourself and allowing yourself some grace and to not make yourself feel guilty or bad simply just by having the information. Because we're in no rush. We're making these healthy lifestyle changes for good. Fitness is life, not all life. Do you know what I mean? We're in it for the long haul is what I'm trying to say. So there's no rush with any of the results that you want to get. Allow yourself the time to look after yourself a bit more and get to know yourself a bit more and it can be a real game changer. I hope that all made sense and I hope you enjoyed that episode. I have tried to keep it under 20 minutes because I knew that I would go off on one on this one <laughs> for good reason. So if you take away anything from today's episode, let it be that getting to know your own cycle can be really, really helpful with your fitness and fat loss goals. It's okay to cry over your deadlifts <laughs> and having new shampoo and conditioner can be a great way to start the day. So those are your three take-homes. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, then please let me know. I also do enjoy a little share on social media as well. It's very nice. And thank you for listening. If you've got any questions at all, then please drop me a message on Instagram at Melissa Grace PT. I would love to chat. Have a lovely, lovely week.